Hello and welcome back to the Church of Jesus Christ study session with Come Follow Me. I'm your host Matthew Roberts and this is Series 3, Episode 25 of this Daily Study Podcast. Thank you again for joining us as we continue with our study of this week covering uh, the January the 18th to January the 24th study in our Come Follow Me materials covering Doctrine and Covenants sections 3 to 5. And today we're going to focus on the content of Doctrine and Covenants section 4, in which, of course, uh, we learned yesterday the background of it, how it was given to Joseph Smith Sr., how often in the church we see it as the missionaries section, and many missionaries, certainly over the decades and year and over century, have you know quoted this uh, section often. But, of course, this does apply to more than just missionaries. And, of course, we talked about how Joseph Smith Sr. wasn't being called to be a missionary. In fact, he was just being told that he will have an opportunity to serve, and what qualifies people to serve God. In verse 2, it says, Therefore, O ye that embark in the service of God, see that ye serve him with all your heart, might, mind, and strength, that ye may stand blameless before God at the last day. So in order to serve God, we need to embark on it first of all. And the word embark, uh, this is the only place in the entire standard works where the word embark is used. And it implies a, a jumping in fully, a full committal towards rather than something we do here and there where we're able to. It's embarking on that. It's, it's Once you start that journey, you are not planning to come back. Um, and with your heart, might, mind and strength is important in that section as well. In October 2016, in a talk, If Ye Had Known Me, uh, this was said by uh, Elder David A. Bednar. He said, quote, we come to know the Saviour as we do our best to go where he wants us to go, as we strive to say what he wants us to say, and as we become what he wants us to become. As we submissively acknowledge our total dependence upon him, he enlarges our capacity to serve ever more effectively. Gradually, our desires align more completely with his desires, and his purposes become our purposes, such that we would not ask which is contrary to his will. Serving him requires all of our heart, might, mind, and strength. Consequently, selflessly serving others counteracts the self-centered and selfish tendencies of the natural man. We grow to love those whom we serve. And because serving others is serving God, we grow to love him and our brothers and sisters more deeply. Such love is a manifestation of the spiritual gift of charity, even the pure love of Christ. Close quote. I love that. It just outlines and exemplifies why serving with our heart, might, mind and strength is such an important part. And it's something which we can all probably work on to some degree, no matter how much or how little we think we do uh, for the service of God. Whatever that service of God is, um, we can find ways in which we can bring ourselves more close to his will. Um, in verse three, it says, therefore, if ye have desires to serve God, ye are called to the work. Isn't that a wonderful statement? I love this. Um, and I think we over, you know, skim over this verse very often as it shows so short. And we have, you know, the field is white verse and we have the list of qualities as well, which are all important. But this fact that, you know, if you want to serve God, that's your qualification. You know, all you have to do is have a sincere desire to serve him and you are called to this work. What a wonderful blessing and opportunity that is. You don't have to audition for it. You don't have to prove your qualities or qualifications for it. You don't have to wait, um, you know, for a response to say, yes, you can do something in this great work. If you have a desire, you are called. 
Elder David A. Bednar again said this, quote, In the culture of the church, we often talk of being called to serve in a country such as Argentina, Poland, Korea, or the United States. But a missionary is not called to a place, rather he or she is called to serve. Each mission call and assignment, or a later reassignment, is the result of revelation through the Lord's servants. A call to the work comes from God through the president of the church. Close quote. Um, now, obviously, Elder Bednar here is talking specifically about missionary calls, but I feel very confident that if Elder Bednar were to be asked, you know, does this apply as well to our service outside of missionary, full-time missionary service, he would completely say that as well, that all calls and all opportunities to serve and all assignments are given through revelation uh, to the Lord's church, the leaders of the Lord's church. Um, we ourselves can receive revelation from the Lord to know what we need to do in his great work. Now let's talk about the next verse, in verse 4, where it says, For behold, the field is white, all ready to harvest. And lo, he that thrust up in his sickle with his might, the same layeth up in store that he perisheth not, but bringeth salvation to his soul. Now when I would quote this as a missionary, there are two big misconceptions that I would picture in my mind. I would picture up a field that is ready to harvest, that golden colour, but of course, it doesn't say the field is golden or ready to harvest. In fact, it says the field is white, and I'll come back to why that's an important point in a minute. But also, he that thrusts up in his sickle with his might. I had a picture of, a, of you know people working in the field with a large instrument which was cutting huge swaths of um, the field. And uh, in both cases, uh, that's not actually correct. Apparently, when a field is white, it actually is not just ready to harvest, it's actually getting to the stage where it's almost past the time of the harvest. Um, and... What's interesting about that is that this takes on a completely new meaning when you think of it in that way in this verse. The Lord is saying, is not saying, right, the time is now. He's saying the time is almost gone. So you need to get out and, and start harvesting straight away. Um, and that really does put across that, that imagery and that feeling and urgency uh, we should have with this great work. Also, the um, the instrument that I was picturing was actually, is actually called a scythe, those big kind of grim reaper two-handed weapons that you can scythe across and get a huge collection of harvest in one go those are actually scythes a sickle is a much smaller instrument it's the same kind of shape and idea but it's actually a handheld instrument that you have to use with one hand and it is a lot more painstaking a process to use a sickle but having said that whilst it takes longer and is more effort it is more precise and more detailed and i think that that is Another wonderful thought about how we can do the Lord's work with that effort and that whole energy of heart and mind, but with greater accuracy because we're working with that more precise instrument. Something as well, which is a wonderful uh, promise, which again, I think we always pass over because we focus on the actual focus on the work. But the same lay up in store that he perisheth not, but bringeth salvation to his soul. Salvation can come to us as we fulfill our part in the Lord's work, as we listen to his desire for us as we follow his commandments and as we seek to work in the vineyard that he gives in the place that he gives us we bring salvation to our souls i mean it's a wonderful promise um uh, harold b lee said this quote i believe the definition of grace is implied in the fourth section of the doctrine and covenants where the lord promised to those who would engage vigorously in missionary work 
And lo, he that thrusteth in his sickle with his might, the same lay up in store, that he perisheth not, but bringeth salvation to his soul. The saving grace of the Lord's atoning power would extend to the giver, as well as to those who would receive the saving ordinances of the gospel. Close quote. This is why we are so um, so often taught and so often invited to engage in uh, missionary work and in uh, you know temple and family history work. These are saving works, not just for those that receive the blessings of these ordinances and the fruits of the labours, but also to the actual giver as well. Uh, and then we have, of course, this list of qualities, faith, hope, charity and love with an eye single to the glory of God, qualify him for the work. Um, you know, obviously these are important. Uh, Hartman Rector Jr. said this, quote, The Lord sets forth the qualifications for the labours of the ministry. The faith, hope, charity and love we know something about. They are very important. But the eye single to the glory of God is probably the most important of those qualifications. Generally speaking, an eye single to the glory of God means sacrifice. It means that instead of endlessly doing what we want to do, we have to do what the Lord wants us to do. But we have to do it in his way when he wants us to do it. This, of course, is not the natural inclination of man, close quote. So everything we do, we have to do with an eye single to the glory of the Lord, with his direction and with his input and guidance for us. Um, and finally, really, um, after all these qualities in verse um, 6 that we have as well, it says at the end, asking you shall receive, knock and it shall be opened unto you. Amen. Um, and I think that um, this phrase is given because... It just reminds us at the end that if we want this success, if we want to do the work, if we want to have these answers, if we want to know what the Lord would have us do, we simply need to ask and it will, and we will receive. And I think that's a wonderful uh, promise to underline this section. So um, thank you for listening with our study on this today. Please do join us tomorrow as we move into the background and context of Doctrine and Covenants section five. Um, I look forward to seeing or well, to, to having you listen to that and sharing your thoughts on the Facebook group, Church of Jesus Christ Study Session with Come Follow Me. And you can email ldsstudysession at gmail.com uh, if you are interested in joining in a future podcast episode yourselves. Thank you for your time and until we meet again.